0: Good evening, brothers and sisters.
1: Good evening.
0: How are you all today? Good. Good. Okay. Uh, What is today's date? First of March. First of March. March. So we have used up two months of this year. Months of this year, quite fast (coughs) going to the last month of the first quarter. So, where are we now? We are at So in the past few weeks, we have been uh, learning about the, the mind or the heart. Yeah. So do you all know your heart better now? Yeah, so many layers of complexities. Huh? So last week we went through quite a bit. Uh, can we switch off the lights here? Because it's very glaring. Just quickly try out, then you will find one. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we have gone through the first five different consciousness last week and then we sort of touched on the number six consciousness Let's just review uh, the first five What are the first five senses and consciousness? First one first five senses, eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and body. Yeah. Then the sense objects correspondingly. Don't look at your notes. Let's try it. Don't look at your notes. Uh, form. Your eyes see, form, ears, sound, sound, sound. nose, smell, smell. smell. tongue, yes. taste, body, touch. touch. Yeah. So, uh, these are all the things in our life. Yeah. Uh, do you need to sort of memorize them? Don't have to. Huh. Uh, maybe the order. If you want to know that this particular order. Yeah. You do need to sort of remember that. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but these are not things that is outside of our day-to-day experience. Yeah. In fact, this is. Basically, what our day-to-day experience is about. Apart from these five, we cannot experience the world. Yeah, think about it. Mm. I've I've done the thought experiment with you all before, right? Yeah, how if we switch off each of the senses one by one, then basically the world in a way disappear. Yeah, the world whether it exists or not. Um, it becomes uh, immaterial to us. Yeah, if we switch off your eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and the body, then uh, effectively you are not able to distinguish uh, even where you are. Yeah? If you switch, if we can switch off the mind, then uh, for all intents and purposes, we cannot even distinguish or even think of the question where we are. Yeah. So Remember I think last week I shared with you all About the This uh, Video clip Where There's this This uh, This point Given by this uh, Don't know whether He is a Buddhist Or he is a Hindu Guru Priest Person Yeah, yeah? Then I mentioned About how there's Some Parallel with what we teach in Buddhism yeah, which is that uh, the world yeah, is experienced by us in our mind subjectively. yeah But I highlighted that in Buddhism we go one step further and say that yes, whatever we experience inside our mind is what we call Shi. <laughs> so can you now remember? Mm, i think i wrote down somewhere yes so uh, it appears in our mind similar to what is outside but only a- akin to a like but it's not the real thing yeah when you see sifu appear in your mind isn't it but this shifu, is Sifu in your mind? No. Literally, no. Yeah. But just something that appears in your mind that looks like Sifu. <laughs> yeah? uh, and each of you will see a different Sifu. Do you all believe that? Each of you are, at this point in time, seeing a different Sifu. Hmm. Depending on how many classes you have attended, uh, depending on whether I ever ask you a question in class or whether I'm gonna ask you a question today, <laughs> uh, then you will see a difference sufu. Yeah uh, if you ask a question and Sufu give you a reasonable answer, uh, then you will start to see a difference with wow, this is a very wise Sufu. But if you ask a question and Sufu look at you and like what kind of stupid question is that? <laughs> I never said that before. Uh. You not know, in my life. Uh, then how would you feel? Or oh, you may feel so hurt. Uh. Then the next time someone say, Hey, do you know this class I attended, uh, conducted by Chuan Kuan Fa si? Then you, oh, in, in your mind, although I'm not sitting in front of you, in your mind may appear me. Yeah, uh, But, no longer the same Sifu as before so then the question is if that is the case then the next thing to consider is uh, depending on what we see what we hear what we taste smell taste touch we may feel elated happy we may feel fearful anxiety we may feel stressed yeah. Or anxious, jealousy, yeah. We may feel jealous, we may feel all a whole range of different emotions. Yeah. So then all this happen outside or inside? When you feel just now we agree that whatever you see outside actually is not the real thing outside, it's what you see inside. So when you get angry, are you angry with the person outside or the person inside? Huh? Think about it, huh? mm. So earlier we all agreed when we see sifu, you all see your own sifu. Dependent on this thing outside, this what whatever thing this is, yeah, including the specter. Huh? <laughs> yeah, which is actually not sifu, Yeah. Uh, then form something inside you. So now uh the same thing happens in your day, at work, at home, with your friends, outside, indoors, all over the place. Yeah? Whatever you see and experience is just link dependent on what is outside and then form an image inside you. Yeah? And because of that image, depending on whether it's agreeable or disagreeable, we may feel a whole range of different emotions. Yeah? So far so good? Ah, then we say so who are we getting upset over when we do it get upset when we get upset are we getting upset over the person outside or the person inside us actually we are getting upset over what we perceive inside us isn't it so we become happy also because of what is going on inside us. Not happy also because of what is going on inside us. You don't agree? Yeah. Because mm. like?
2: Let's say Sifu prays me, of course then I will be happy, but if Sifu mm. will call me then I won't be happy. So
0: it
2: mm. depends on what you do also. Depends, depends on, on what, on what myself, I do also. The perception of Sifu inside me, uh. it has to be part of your action.
0: Mm. Right. So for for example now, I say something to you. Uh. Okay. Anatawa varuidas.
2: <laughs> Why is it neutral?
0: Because I know you both understand. Yeah, so it depends a lot on you also, huh? But half la
2: both parties like it's huh? like so who play your part now I would still have to do. Ah.
0: So it's not simply because of what is outside here. But consider this. How many of you have gotten scolded before in your life? Of course, don't have to raise your hand, all of you. Yeah? Is it true that every time you get scolded, you get upset? Now, maybe for Jia Ling.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, let's. To protect her identity, let's call her Jia Ling. <laughs> no. Now, there may be some of us who will get upset time and every time we get scolded. Agree? Maybe there are. We cannot say that it's zero, lah. It should be a non zero possibility that. There will be some people who will get upset every time, no matter how you get scolded, get upset. There may be. Then is it also possible that if you go down the other spectrum end of the spectrum, that there are those who, no matter how you score, will not get upset. Most of us are not at these two extremes. Yeah, most of us are somewhere in between. Sometimes you get scolded, sometimes you get upset, sometimes you get scolded, sometimes you're quite happy. Yeah. Uh, for example uh, I know for a fact that someone shared with me about how some kids they may they may do things to get the attention of the parents so when the parents do tell them off they feel like wow my mommy or daddy finally give me some attention and sometimes it's not just kids uh. sometimes adults also do that yeah or sometimes maybe the person when the person scolds you you are in a good mood. Then you are able to take it and you can are able to see the see the, the the problem that the person is trying to point out. Yeah? So sometimes we get upset, sometimes we don't get upset. It is not true that we always get upset. And um, the point about how yeah, it still depends on partly at least on the person scolding you. Agree? Yeah. If the person, as far as the scolding is concerned, without a person scolding, you wouldn't get upset. Yeah. In the case where you do get upset, yeah. So now the question is, are we able to stop the whole world from scolding you? Hmm. You can maybe stop one person from scolding you. You can stop two person from scolding you. Can you stop the whole world from ever scolding you? You can't. You can't prevent that. It just—it's just an impossibility. Yeah. It's just impossible. Even the the most powerful person in Singapore gets scolded by people. <laughs> yeah, whoever it is. Yeah, N- not not to make a joke out of it, but it's a reality, isn't it? So can you imagine if you are the most powerful person in Singapore well, and, and you went through you know, so many nights of discussion with your team of, of very smart people and they in turn have discussed for months with their whole team of civil servants and then you all come up with three solutions and read out one and between two you weigh all the different things and you decided on one. And then when you roll out, people... <laughs> <laughs> Without thinking twice, just say, What kind of stupid idea is this? Yeah. What can you do? Mm. Yeah, of course if it's if it's possible you may get sued. La. <laughs> but Buddhism is not about not about trying to change the whole world so that you're okay. It's not about trying to sue the whole world so that nobody's criticize or scold you. Yeah. And that's why we say that even if the outside scenario uh, is part of the condition, um, the the one thing that you can change and you should work on is what is going on inside. But it's a good point, that we should be aware that we shouldn't take on the whole blamer, but to recognize that we are involved. The trouble is that most of our time, we we tend to only think that it's because he scolded me. That's why I'm upset. We never think that we are we are the main part of the whole equation. Uh, uh, so now the question. So we come back to the question. If maybe I can I can draw what I, we have just gone through. It may give you a clearer picture. Huh? I've seen some venerables, well they prepare power slides. pounds lives, then they have a picture of a person, then they have a picture of a car, a house, la, uh, handsome man and woman, la, money, la, you know all kinds of things, the things that we, are, we go after, you know, well, but sifu don't, I, I usually draw, huh? so uh, I try to, try to draw a person here, okay. So the person with the eyes. So you see all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, instead of drawing all the different things, I'm going to just categorize them into three different groups. 人事物. So people. matters and things and in a way this can encompass all the different interactions we have in our life yeah be it people that we interact with the matters things that happen yeah to us to others between us and others and the things that we encounter yeah physical things, and so on. Okay? Yeah, so as we interact, then in our mind, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. yeah, then the oh. 人, shi, wu. appear in our mind, people, matter, and things. Uh, appear in our mind. So this is akin to this. Yeah? Mm. Oh. Now this is akin to this, alike, similar to this, uh, but it's not the exactly the same thing. Then last week I mentioned further that uh, having this appear then we have false deluded discrimination yeah? we wrongly think that this is this that what is in our mind is exactly the same thing as what is outside yeah, we have this wrong thinking in one word uh, we have a perception of things and we think that our perception is correct Uh, but in Buddhism, we dissect it further to prove exactly how it is different. Yeah? So, just now I used the example of Shifu. You can think about anybody else in your, in your life and you consider if what you see outside is truly what is outside, then everybody should see the same thing. Yeah? Uh, but not everybody see the same thing. In a way, when I use Shifu, it may seem to be quite an objective reality that's there's a Shifu here. Yeah? So let me ask a question. How many of you have attended my class for less than a year? My classes for less than a year? Oh, okay. Uh, less than two years. Okay. Okay. Uh, t- two years to three years. Three years and above. Oh, some of you have been attending classes for a while, huh? Okay. So, just simply based on that, uh, each of you will perceive, perceive me differently. Yeah, will perceive me differently. And as I mentioned earlier, depending on your interaction with Shifu, then you will perceive a different Shifu. Now if we extend this example to your day-to-day life, uh, how many of you come here with your friends? Okay. Some of you come here alone. Yeah. Now besides Sifu, uh, those of you who come here alone, yeah, uh, of course we say that we are all Dharma friends. Ah. Yeah. But as in friend-friend, consider this. Mm, HK. Before I say HK, how many of you know him? So, all of you in your world, in your current world, you see a friend called HK. But the rest of you who don't know him, you don't have a friend called HK in your world. you get it? We all live in our own world. <laughs> You know, quite crazy, yeah. Huh? Uh, but does this example get it across? Yeah. If you think about it, this is happening every day, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Y- yes. Good point. So, I hope you all, all saw him <laughs> even before I pointed out his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not that. You're, just now was an empty space here then I point out then thump, yeah. <laughs> appear huh? yeah. so before I pointed out you saw a person uh, with blue polo tee striped blue, blue polo tee with hairstyle similar to sifu yeah uh, but that's it but to the rest who know him they don't just see a person sitting there. They see a friend sitting there. Anybody agree or disagree? Uh, think about it now. Nah. Mm. For let's say Tia Ling do you know HK, right? Yeah. So for Tia Ling in his in her world, even before I pointed out that's first of all a person sitting there Secondly, a person called HK sitting there Thirdly, a friend called HK sitting there Now that I've introduced HK in all of your world now there's an entity, a person called HK sitting there If after class, you all have some more interaction or maybe he give you all a leave then after talking, eh, you find that eh, you, know, can, can, you know, same frequency Ah, then the next class, when you come huh, and you see him, hey, HK, <laughs> ah, then from that point onward, your world has changed. In your world, it's no longer just a person. Yeah, It's no longer just a person called HK, but a person called HK who is your friend, and so on and so forth. Yeah? The same goes for all our interaction. Throughout the day. So the question is then, that being the case, so just now I mentioned about how all this, then as we interact, we have experiences, and through the experiences, Uh, or what we call feelings or sensations whether it's a pleasant experience a painful experience or a neither Painful nor pleasant, or pleasant nor painful. So we have one, two, and three. So far, so good. Yeah. So. Uh, at this point, uh, th- this is still very raw, yeah. But beyond this, then how we interpret this—that's uh, different. Okay, this is not the emotional part. Yeah, have I explained to you all the difference between emotions and feelings? No. In this class, not yet. huh? Okay, so. Uh feelings or show? What's the difference between feelings and what we call emotions? So again, if I can use uh, HK as an example, so imagine if I were to tap HK on the shoulder. Now, all of you tap yourself. Uh, how do you all feel? How do you all feel? You all should feel a tap. Tap once. Uh, if you tap once, your hand tap once, but you feel two taps. Uh, something is wrong. <laughs> so, if you tap once, you should feel one tap. Uh, when you tap yourself, did you feel anything? Any surprise, any happiness, any sadness? No, huh? So, um, imagine if after this class, if let's say you take a bus, uh, you go to the bus stop, uh, or HK, you, you drive, right? Uh, uh, then you drive, and you get in a car, you drive off, traffic light, you stop there, wait for the traffic and then suddenly you feel a tap. <laughs> but you are driving alone. Yeah? How many of you drove today? Uh, so in case if you get a tap, I you have this preempt already, okay? So think about it. If those of you who drove, while waiting at the traffic light, you get a tap. For those of you who don't worry, for the rest I will not leave you out. Maybe you would take a cab, okay? You're sitting behind, and then suddenly you get a tap. <laughs> you take a bus, you wait at the bus stop, empty bus stop, you wait, wait, wait. Then suddenly you get a tap, okay? In all modes of transport, you're walking back, you get a tap. <laughs> How do you feel now? Scared. scared. How many of you would feel scared, surprise, yeah? Uh, different, different emotions. The tap that you feel just now, uh, that is the sensation part. Yeah, Pleasant, painful, or neither p- pleasant nor painful. How would you describe the tap just now? Uh, is it painful? Is it pleasant? Neither pleasant nor painful. Yeah. So, because of this, our response is just ambivalent. However, when you are when you are driving and you're at at the traffic light and you're alone in the car and suddenly you feel a tap. (laughs) What happened? How do you feel emotionally? Huh? Frightened, surprised, yeah. Uh, But as far as the tap is concerned, it is still neither painful nor pleasant. Yeah? Uh, This is the distinction. Hmm. The initial contact when you feel it versus your response to it. Okay. Uh, the example I gave is still more circumstantial, yeah? circumstantial. For most people, if you're waiting at the bus stop and there's no one there uh, and suddenly you, you feel a tap, you will feel surprised. Yeah? Then you turn around and my example is always then you see Sufu standing behind you. Yeah? And then just smiling at you. Then you, then you say, Hello Taking a bus, then Shifu just smile at you like that. <laughs> or you turn around and there's no one there. Wow. <laughs> run. Run for your life. Now, in many cases in our life, uh, when you hear something, when someone says something to you, the, the experience of hearing itself is just neither painful nor pleasant. Unless the person is shouting at you, then it's you know, audibly painful. Yeah? However, mentally, it may not be pleasant. Yeah? Mentally, it may not be pleasant. Mm? And that's where uh, our discrimination comes in. Yeah, so from this, then our discrimination may come in. So whether it's pain, pleasant, painful, or neither pleasant or painful, plus our discrimination, or well, then our response may change, huh? Or response may change. I gave an example in other classes. Uh, if uh, HK, do you have children? Yes. How old are your children? Mm. 18. Uh, 18, a bit too old already. Uh, <laughs> uh, when your kids were much younger, like mm. in primary school, you know how sometimes kid when kids when they play with you, then they will like they have no restrictions, you know. Then they will jump over you. Maybe they will so yes. so your head. Uh? yeah. Have your kid has yes. your, uh, they have done that before. So when they do that, if you think in terms of just the sensation, is it pleasant? Yes.
2: Uh,
0: pleasant. Uh? Yes. Uh, and then your emotional response. Happy. Happy. Yeah. Now imagine. One day you take a Uber cab, yeah. You, you get Uber, you go into the Uber, you sit next to the driver, mm. and then at the traffic light, the the, the Uber driver turn around and then so so ahead. <laughs> Unpleasant. <laughs> Unpleasant. <laughs> you will feel very. Uh, will will you feel delighted? No. No. Uh, you shouldn't. Yes. Yeah, you shouldn't. Uh, you should feel repulsed. Yeah. Uh, so. The same, uh, the same experience. It's also the hit, yeah. Uh, but by different people mm. can elicit different response from us. Uh, still, I think these examples, in a way, uh, are just highlighting the way uh, emotions and the contact is different. Uh, but. Does it mean that when we learn by far, when we learn this teaching or learn Buddhism, uh, we we should feel happy even when the stranger comes and so your head? Does it mean that even when you take a taxi and then the taxi driver can so your head, you should be eh <laughs> you should feel the same as when your kid so your head? No. Huh? It's understandable if you feel repulsed. Yeah? The question is after you feel repulsed? What do you do? Yeah? Uh, and if one Uber driver so <laughs> so the the trouble is we, we have good memory uh, over good and bad experiences. Yeah. So one Uber driver social head, then after that, all Uber drivers may social head. <laughs> mm. And this is what happens in our life. Yeah you have a bad experience with one person and then after that it taints your, it colors how you see the person again, or how you see someone who is similar again. Yeah, so all this happens outside or inside, inside us. Yeah. So who is responsible for it? Wh- whatever that happens inside us. <laughs> yeah. For some of us we may feel still feel that no, I'm not responsible for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: half
0: half. half. <laughs> yeah. Who is responsible for our own half? Half half ma? So who is responsible for our own half? The Uber driver or okay, don't use Uber lah. Otherwise, you know, little Uber listen to my Podcast and think that I'm against Uber. <laughs> what do you think? It's okay if you have have a different opinion, yeah. Uh, but it, you know, you should you should r- raise up the point. No, no,
2: it's just feelings. But I suppose along the way, huh? nine months now, the down the road, maybe I may change after listening to my mom. I do
0: not
2: know. Oh. <coughs> now it's only second, last time, right or third?
0: Lesson.
2: Uh-huh.
0: So maybe 9 months down the road So yeah, I may we have a different opinion So you yeah, are hoping that Sifu will, will wear you down and then you will change your mind No,
2: repulse is repulse is not by talking, talking,
0: wearing down Somehow rather maybe the mindset will change mm. kind of thing. So wait, wait When you say
2: repulse, is repulse Repulse about what? Stranger repulse.
0: stranger doing this to your head And what do you think, Sifu, was suggesting just now? No, because
2: you were. I thought you were saying like you know, um, am I responsible for that
0: feeling? No, wait. That before action. that, before that part. Yeah,
2: I see. How,
0: half. Wait, wait. Before that part. Uh, just now, Sifu mentioned about how. Um, does it mean that? Uh, after learning Pai Fa, does it mean that we are suggesting that we should feel the same if a stranger, so so your head, and if your child, social so your head? Do you, do you remember that part? Can remember? Cannot? I, I just repeat? Can I? Yeah, then what was my, what was I suggesting?
2: The feeling will still be the same, but it's how you react to
0: it. Huh? Okay. No, no, no. I was, I was saying that we are not learning by Fa so that we will feel the same. yeah. Or that after learning paifa, after learning the Dharma, then strangers so your head is also okay. Sifu explicitly said, no, it's not okay. It is understandable if you feel repulsed if a stranger suddenly kind of social your head. Okay. Ah, Sifu explicitly said that. Got it? Got that part? Yeah, so if you feel repulsed, it's perfectly okay if you're a stranger so so your head yeah? what this teaching is talking about is uh, further further discrimination uh, the further discrimination part here yeah, that should be that we can actually manage Yeah. and then even when you are repulsed, what can you do about it yeah. You can choose to go batshit crazy and hysterical, yeah. Or you can still solve the solve the the predicament or situation. Yeah. Understand? Uh, so not suggesting that um, we are everything is our fault then so uh, if someone lied to us, cheat us, sabo us, then uh, we should just accept it and it's okay. Yeah. Uh, question is, so if a person were to so so your head very quickly, yeah, the the driver wow, fast hand driver, you couldn't avoid it. You, you couldn't avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what can you do about it? Next time, don't sit in front, uh, sit behind. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But if you can also respond in a very oh, drastic manner. Oh, get all upset. But getting all upset and everything doesn't change the fact that really very fast and <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so, I, I mean, this is an exaggerated, almost comical example. But in our life, there are many times where we encounter situations that uh, we may feel is unjust. Yeah we may feel it is unreasonable and so on and so forth. Uh, So can you prevent all injustice? We should try to prevent injustice. If you know that there is some harm that is coming your way and you can prevent, you should prevent it. But in the event that it has happened before you could could do anything, uh, then how do you manage your emotional response? Uh, doesn't mean that you shouldn't shouldn't respond but you should put out the fire I think I mentioned about the fire right did I mention about the fire where's my fire paper where's the fire 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 ah yes remember this one keep calm listen mindfully clarify if needed put out the fire first then investigate if needed ah Okay, so in the next few lessons, as we go through, there's a lot of a lot of the the secondary mental processes or what we call uh, mental concomitants or cetasikas. That is um, what we are going to really look at and focus on. Yeah. How can we work on them? Okay. Any questions? Yes.
3: So, is it everything is our perception? For example, you mentioned about mm. being scolded and get angry. Uh. Actually, it's also our perception of the person. If you respect the person, you will not get angry. Yes. Be yes. If I don't like this person, yeah. the slightest thing he says, I will oh, be...
0: Even so, if the person praise you, you may not be happy. Also.
3: Yes. And another thing is, uh, is it everything in our mind? Well,
0: actually, it's the person. Initially, when you say that, I thought was everything in our our perception. Mm. But after you highlighted the Uber driver, mm. it's the external world, not ourselves. Yes. So, uh, uh, we don't say that it's totally just in our mind, you know. Yeah. So that's why it's that whatever we perceive in our mind is also linked to what is outside. So we don't say that the outside thing is totally um, uh, totally disconnected from our our experience, or our experience is totally disconnected.
3: Very much is ourself, right? For example, another uh, example is that uh, this person is very irritating, uh, irritating the character uh, to me, yeah. but not to the next person. Yes,
0: yes. So exactly. It's
3: more our ex- self, but mm. what kind of percentage we cannot define.
0: Uh, that's why I just now mentioned about the range yeah <clears throat> uh, remember the first part I mentioned about those who anybody who, who who scold this person this person will be upset then there are those who no matter who scold how, it, how they get scolded they are not upset uh, in a way if we look at the Sutta uh, the Buddha is the second person yeah no matter who scold how they scold okay <laughs> uh, no problem. Yeah, for us, sometimes we are able to be like the Buddha. Uh, don't, it's me no problem. Uh, but many times we are on the other end. Huh? Mm. So um, the the focus of the teaching is always uh, whether whether people score you out of good or not. Uh, how do you manage your response? how can you maintain your inner peace and happiness and then in the process if you can learn something from it, why not yeah. if you can learn something from it, why not uh, uh, but you made a very interesting point which is about how uh, we may find someone really irritating Yeah, and in our mind the moment you see the person wow, irritating person even the way the person eat wow, fed up a person like kopi siu who oh, Don't like kopi siu have <laughs> I've, I've met people who really have this kind of strong animosity, you know, strong... Uh, that the, it really colours, and the, and the person is not trying, not putting on a show, no. Really, whatever the other person do, that person will get upset. Yeah. Now, let, let us sidetrack a bit, ah. Uh if you consider such a person do you like to be with such a person especially if you are the person that they don't like (laughs) you probably don't want to but if you think about it now take yourself out of this whole picture and if you think about this person this person perceiving someone and then wow got a lot of a lot of lightning bolt uh. not 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 electric spark uh, but lightning bolt a lot of anger, yeah, upset. So, the thing about it can this person help it at this point in time? Cannot know. This person, at this point in time, until he is able to overcome this kind of emotions, the person, the moment they see something or someone that they don't like, wow, the whole world get upside down. So, How do you feel uh, towards such a person? So in Buddhism we call this person uh, we say that this person is suffering. This person is actually suffering. If this person is well uh, why should he be like that? this person's world is full of upheaval, you know. So, but the p- trouble is that usually if we are the person that the, this this person A if person A don't like you we don't see this. We see that this person is always against us. Yeah. Have you all ever kennel con- by someone before? Some of you the rest don't, never huh? How many of you ever up by someone before? Like someone don't like you and then keep picking on you? Oh, you're quite lucky, huh? Raise your hand, raise your hand. Okay, more. How many of you have never get picked on by people before? Don't eh, something is wrong, huh? <laughs> uh, do you all understand what I'm saying? <laughs> the, it's a subset <laughs> that doesn't add up, But you all know what I'm saying? Yeah? Hmm. So let's come back to the text and explore. Yeah? Because this part here is all to do with the thinking mind. So last week we went through this part. Yeah. So this is the part where uh, last week one of you was confused. So, th- this yi gen, uh, we have the eye, uh, yes, nose, tongue, body, and the mind. Yeah, In other words, the mind. The mind in the Yogacara school is actually also given another name called the number seven, mwana. Dī So what is Thi So it is given a name as the number seven Mana consciousness. Mona mm. So uh Mona is basically Mana. It's basically a transliteration. Uh, so in one of the texts it explains why is it that over here uh, they we don't we, we actually retain the name Mona yeah? Why? Because uh, if we translate it as uh, as Yi, because Mona is Yi, then you have number seven Yi, shi, number seven which is Mo Na Shi, which is Yi Shi. Then after that, the consciousness that arises due to this is also Yi Shi. So you end up having two Yi Shi. Long story short, the mind is also number 7, okay? Uh, the 6th Sense Base, 6th Sense Base is the mind, Yeah, so, so far so good? The 6th Sense Base is actually also the 7th Consciousness. and then uh, so then last week we went through we are going to go through number 7 later huh, in the next paragraph here ok so don't worry today we should reach this part then we went through about how this mind is different from other senses eye, ears, nose, tongue and the body can only correspond to its uh, can only relate to its corresponding sense object. The eyes with the form, ears with the sound, and so on. But the mind, mind can interact with whatever is seen by the eye, whatever is heard by the ears, and so on. And it can also uh, interact with itself. The mind is like the manager. Yeah, can go to any department. Uh, okay, maybe not department. Uh, like the boss, uh, boss can go to any department. Yeah, whereas each of the senses is like the is like the the department head. Yeah, you can only be in charge of your department's uh, item. Yeah. So, <coughs> <coughs> So, uh, the mind consciousness depends on the mind. To arise, so it's given the name mind consciousness. Yeah. So up to this point, it only talk about uh, awareness, yeah? but mind consciousness has the other function of discrimination, thinking, labeling, and so on and so forth. Yeah, uh, mind consciousness has all this ziplang function inside. Okay. Mm. Then further. Uh, here it says, "有四种差别." So, as far as the mind consciousness is concerned, uh, there are four different uh, categories. Okay, four distinct uh, aspects of the mind consciousness. So, in previous lessons, some of you asked whether the mind can function by itself or can it function, must it function together with the first five? Yeah, Is it possible for it to function without the first five? So some of these are actually covered here. So the first one, 明了意识 So this is regards to being conscious and being aware. Yeah? 又明无惧意识 So what is this, so he's talking about the mind consciousness That uh, is in conjunction Together with the first five consciousness oh, yeah. So the mind consciousness That arise together with the first five Yeah. Any of the five oh, 能助五世生起 yeah, it can support the arising of the first five consciousness 由于意识, uh, 意识力的导引, uh, yeah, Due to the, the mind consciousness uh, directing Then the various of the first five consciousness arises yeah, So further Eyes uh, etcetera yeah, this first five consciousness yeah I ears nose tongue body yeah Punan yeah. So uh, here <coughs> the the first five consciousness uh, cannot deeply discriminate uh, or uh, uh, sort of uh, capture the various features of what it is corresponding to. Yeah? So, the sixth mind consciousness directs and then further captures it in, uh, in full detail. Huh? Um, so, the rest are not so much related to the first five consciousness. Yeah, uh, So, here I want to highlight in the in the various Buddhist schools, There are those uh, schools that uh, don't make a distinction between the six different consciousnesses. There are some that just say consciousness, and it's just mind consciousness in charge of everything. Then in some schools, we split into the six different distinct consciousnesses. For all intents and purposes, in most of our practices, Uh, there's no difference between these two school of thoughts Uh, they vary in terms of how they uh, separate and segregate the functions and role so for example (coughs) um, last time I asked y'all where are you now? Buddhist library Uh, when you first come into the Buddhist library if I ask you where are you now? also Buddhist library when you go to the toilet, where are you now? Also, Buddhist library. Yeah. But you can also say, you were in the counter area, uh, recept area at Buddhist library. You are in the shrine hall of the Buddhist library. When you are in the toilet, you are in the toilet of the Buddhist library. Yeah? So, depending on how granular you want to subdivide. Huh? So, as far as uh, this series of classes is concerned, you can look at these two different uh, categorization in this way. Uh, in future, if you read up more on Abhidharma, uh, you may find these different schools. Uh, uh, just to give you some background. Okay. So the second category, 定中意识. So the uh, earlier it is when we are aware and awake and conscious yeah here 定中意识, is when you are in Samadhi yeah. when you are in Samadhi the it is still called mind consciousness yeah uh, but the nature of this mind consciousness, the quality of this mind consciousness uh, is a bit different you know, it's a bit different. So, it resonates with samadhi. In other words, the mind is not scattered, the mind is not distracted, it's not running all over the place. Yeah, it is stable, it's calm from moment to moment. So this this part is actually quite crucial. The first, the first uh stanza here is that is just describing that uh, mind consciousness that is coupled that is inside samadhi uh, what what is it yeah it is the mind consciousness that resonate that is connected with samadhi yeah Uh, but the second part is very crucial (inaudible) xing siang ming liao so the the function or the state of the mind consciousness in in this case, uh, it has much clarity. Yeah, It has much clarity. And, yu so yuan, Whatever it pays atten- attention to, it can deeply encompass it. Yeah, It can very in fine detail capture what is it is paying attention to. Hmm. So... Uh, I don't know how many of you have attained samadhi or jhana, yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm sure you have ever had moments, even when you are not in meditation, okay, where you are somehow quite absorbed, yeah. Like if you are reading a book that captures your attention, and you are able to, you know, really pay attention to it, then you may find that, huh, you are able to absorb in much greater detail whereas if you are just reading some magazine or what and your friend is talking to you and a lot of big things happening and your mind is thinking about other things uh, very good example uh, last time when we are all studying huh? yeah. and then when you are studying and you are flipping the notes and wow, studying for exam and then very stressed you read through one paragraph you really read through every single word yeah? you may even try to read it out loud but after reading it you don't know what you read huh? uh, so although this is this, so so this example about when we are in exams yeah, preparing for exams uh, this is not in samadhi yeah? uh, but when you are reading a, a novel or a book uh, that captures your attention then you can really uh, know exactly what you are reading and really capture the essence huh? uh, this is still not samadhi, but it's akin to samadhi. Yeah. So you can imagine if you are actually in samadhi, yeah, and your mind is really stable uh, with clarity, mm. and that's why in Buddhism we say, uh, Yeah, in samadhi, then wisdom can arise. Mm. Right? Because in Buddhism, when, when we say wisdom, it is... When we are able to uh, observe, to see, to penetrate into mind and body, and to see clearly, with clarity, thoroughly, uh, what is really happening there. Yeah, and that's why the the jhana or samadhi component comes in. Yeah, uh, why? Because without uh, the support of samadhi, our mind is too scattered, yeah, which is the next one. Du san yeah, So <coughs> the mind that is not in concentration. Yeah. Uh, so in fact the front part here is also not in concentration. Yeah so this one is specifically uh, not connected to the first five and also not in focus. Mm. Do you all notice the the, the 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 difference here? This one, number two, yeah B, the 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 this is concentrated. Yeah. Then these two are both not concentrated. Yeah. Uh, but this one is together with the first five consciousness yeah, this is with first five consciousness this one is by itself Yeah. so in fact this one the, the this part where you are awake like now uh, it is also not in samadhi isn't it any of you in samadhi uh, brightly speaking if you are in samadhi when I talk to you uh, you, you may not be able to hear me huh? <laughs> uh, so um C refers to when the mind is not uh, arising together with the first five consciousness and also not in samadhi. Yeah? In samadhi, the first five consciousnesses don't arise. Uh, don't arise. Yeah. Uh, so Related, somewhat related to our meditative practice uh, how many of you are currently attending meditation classes or trying to learn more meditation how many of you? any of you? a oh, well, small number huh? the rest, n- no interest to meditate <laughs> well, I think most of you may be trying but, huh? uh, but not easy to find time to meditate isn't it uh, we are all so busy Uh, busy with all kinds of things busy with work busy with uh, what are you all busy with? (laughs) Mm. so uh, if you have been trying to meditate and meet only limited success then you should know that uh, if you want to attain first jhana even just getting close to first jhana you must you must free yourself from the first five senses for a limited or for a s- certain duration of time. Hmm. So recently uh, we had a, I conducted a retreat 3-day retreat uh, over the weekend. Yeah, and this time round I was a bit more stringent and I insisted everybody to maintain noble silence. I even wrote a note to the volunteers Please maintain noble silence. <laughs> uh, uh, I think everybody during the retreat uh, did did well. Yeah. Uh, okay. I cannot say everybody. yeah uh, that'll be a lie. Uh, most most of them yeah, ma- managed to really persevere and maintain. Uh, but for those, for some of them, they may find why uh, why why like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically because of this. Yeah. The quality of the mind um, get affected the moment you interact too heavily through the senses. Yes. That's it. Then, mean for the beginning part, you have to you through
2: the like like to, to kind of blend down all your five senses. Uh.
0: Food. Uh. Yes and no. Yes and no. Uh, because for example in the Buddha's time when they go for arms round you cannot choose uh, yeah. so if you are practicing on your own and you can choose your food uh, good to choose perhaps uh, not too stimulating food uh, not too stimulating food yeah. so uh, but in the case where for food if you do encounter food that is very uh, stimulating uh, then you may need to <laughs> uh, practice withdrawal internally. Uh. Uh, the practice to uh, maintain noble silence is so that our mind get a chance to slow down and quieten. Yeah. Uh, I think typically for retreats, the food tend to be not too exciting. Uh. Yeah. Uh, was it exciting during the retreat? Was quite good, huh? Was it too
2: good?
0: <laughs> I mean, pretty good vegetarian food, and uh, there were like sweet, sour, uh, fish, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Is it yes. too? Is it too good? We can always tone it down next time. <laughs> 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 yeah. I can see a couple of y'all attended the retreat, huh? Was the food okay? Good. Okay so food is one area yeah? uh, in some places it, it can be quite bland yeah? uh, but sometimes for most people if you are going for just 3 days uh, if the food is too bland uh, how do I put it now? already nothing to see nothing to hear nothing to smell only smell the incense yeah? you then you cannot talk yeah so if we cut down too quickly, then the, the mind become too <gasps> yeah, so slowly slowly yeah uh, and and also you only get breakfast and uh, lunch. Mm, so that's a reduction every day uh, uh, but in case if you all find that the food is too good uh, do let us know then we can make an adjustment. Yes.
2: So remember in the Buddha's words that uh-huh. the wood in the water. Yes. And then, but if you were to give two bland, but if the person is not ready to accept yes. it, so during the retreat, I think Your few we must be ready for what comes next before uh, we sign up.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so she she was highlighting this uh, this book called in the Buddha's words, which we have classes on Tuesday then there's this uh, this metaphor that the Buddha gave about wood that is soaked in water. Yeah? If you try to, to take wood that is soaked in water, uh, that's wet and pulpy, and it's currently soaked in water, and you try to set fire, you cannot set fire. You can spend the whole day, and you, you will still not have fire or heat. If you take the, the pulpy, sappy water, uh, wood, and take it out of the water. Yeah, it's out of the water already, but it's still sappy and wet. You try to set fire, you will also fail. But if you have dry wood that is not soaked in water, the moment you try to set fire, very quickly you have fire. Yeah. So, uh, for most people, when you go for a retreat, uh, good to mentally condition yourself to be ready to be disconnected of at least for that few days be free of all this uh, sensory pleasure yeah Uh, but the yeah so then depending on what is being prepared sometimes uh, for some of us sweet sour it may be quite nice uh, but some people don't like sweet sour (laughs) Uh, you know Uh, so some food we may like, some food we may not like. But either way, we should strive to uh, practice uh, equanimity towards it. Yeah. And the key point is that um, uh, to progress in terms of meditation, yeah, we need to have regular uh, disconnection from the first five senses. Mm. Otherwise, you can you should still try to meditate la. Yeah, but limited success or progress <coughs> mm. so number four so the mind in a dream Yeah, mind in a dream so the mind consciousness when you are dreaming yeah uh, this is the fourth category. 这也是独散意识的一种。So, mm. in a way, it is similar to number C. Yeah? Category C. Why? Because it arises without the first five consciousness. When you are dreaming, you are asleep. When you are asleep, your eyes, nose, tongue and the body is not functioning. Yeah? So, the mind, when you are in a dream is actually a a type of the doshan is independent uh, mind consciousness <coughs> okay Or independent and this uh, dispersed or distracted mind consciousness okay in ta de xingxiang Mm. so this one it has one more feature which is this mm. So 媒, 媒 means uh, like obscure then li means very uh, weak yeah, not, not very strong. Now there are people when they are even when they are sleeping and having dreams, their mind is they have very good control of the mind. Here for most people when you're dreaming you have limited control over your mind. And it's very obscure, very like blurry. Yeah? Uh, so for most people when you dream it's like watching a movie that is very messy. Yeah? Uh, and you usually cannot control your dream. Yeah? It's like watching a tape but for some individuals even when they are asleep the mind is very uh, forceful then you have what we call uh, lucid dreaming where you are clear even when you are in your dream Uh, if today Wilson is here then he will have a lot of questions to ask because in the past whenever we talk about dreams he has a lot of things to ask so this is the fourth category uh, the mind consciousness in a dream now beyond these four different categories, do you notice anything? We have the mind consciousness when we are awake when we are in uh, samadhi when uh, when we are awake but then the mind is somehow independently arising without uh, while not connected to the first five yeah that means we are deep in your thoughts for example yeah then number the fourth, is when you are in a dream. How about when you are sleeping without a dream? Ah, so in fact, in the Buddhist teaching, when you are sleeping without dreams, your mind consciousness is also inactive. That's why there is no fifth category for when you are sleeping without a dream. Yeah? Sleeping, then with dreams, without dreams. When you are sleeping and you have, you have dreams, it's basically the mind consciousness that is active. Yeah. When you are sleeping without dreams, that means eye, ears, nose, tongue, body, and the mind is completely shut off. Mm. Completely shut off. Okay. So far so good. Any any questions? <coughs> Continua. <coughs> yeah, Ho so the while the Cat C is given Du but here it says B C D are uh, all what we call means uh, independent by itself. Yeah, why? Because for a person in Samadhi, the first five consciousness is not active. In the case of C, it explicitly says that it is uh, distracted but is independently arising. For D, you are sleeping. So, your first five consciousness is also not active. Yeah. So, th- this paragraph here is just giving you the, uh, the, the sub-categorizing and describing further how they are connected or not, yeah? So the last three are all not together with the first five consciousness yeah? 唯是意识单独的活动。it's yeah? purely just the mind that is inactive. Yeah, that is inactivity. 定位意识唯是限量。So um, um, when our mind is in samadhi, then the the mind consciousness uh, has this uh, uh, pers- perceiving uh, in a way directly uh, perceive directly what is what it is uh, paying attention to? Yeah, uh, there's these three things here: 质量, 体量, then uh, 正量 Yeah, there's this uh, three different types of. Uh, uh, if I use the word perceive, then Tend to become like a perception. Uh, uh, like when you see something, whether it is through inference or direct seeing or not. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just look at the text. San Wei Du tou, Du Over here. Uh, this San Du tou is referring to see. Ji Du So, these two are basically uh, in the distracted state. Uh, Just now I mentioned already A, C, and D are all with the mind that is distracted. Uh, All distracted. But C and D are distracted and then independently arising apart from the first five consciousness. And uh, in this case, this is uh, it cognizes things through comparison, oh, uh, through comparison. In uh, three yeah So because uh, in this case, there is uh, there's discrimination, there's distinction. Yeah. Uh, when we are not in samadhi, the mind is. Uh, it can have discrimination yeah， So uh, 街有分别, oh, It has discrimination So it is not what we call direct seeing 限量 is direct seeing oh, direct seeing 无惧意是 uh, yeah, So uh, the mind consciousness that arises with the first five consciousness uh, is also uh, without that kind of uh, discrimination. Yeah, uh, but we don't. The problem trouble is we don't stop there. Uh, immediately after we come into contact with the world, then our mind start to have a lot of narration. Yeah, oh, this is a man, this is a woman, this is this, this is that, and have all kinds of storyline coming up. Yeah, if, we, uh, if we look at the Zen tradition, then one of the school's approach is, since this is a case, before the mind starts to discriminate, can we stop it? Uh, stop the discrimination before it arise. Uh, so in the Zen Chan uh, Zhong, Zen school, it says that, Ah, uh, uh, oh. uh, so sometimes when we, if we just go into uh, the Zen hall or whether it's Zen or other schools, if you just go straight in and learn the technique without the teachings behind, uh, it may seem like, uh, oh, why, why is this? Why is the school so obscure? Uh, but it actually has some basis linked to the teachings. Uh. So. Z- 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 句实而论, so 句多分说, so uh, generally it is like this but in uh, uh, but in actual in actual fact uh, it may have a bit of component with this and with that yeah sometimes it can it is just bare awareness sometimes there's some discrimination uh, sometimes not huh mm because this mind consciousness still have uh, some delusion inside deluded attachment involved so it's not direct seeing uh, not not always direct seeing Mm. so of these four categories these are all different aspects of the mind consciousness in our day-to-day interaction, do we interact with the world in Samadhi? No. Yeah. Do we interact with the world in our dreams? No. Yeah. So we interact with the world through the first and the third category. Yeah. yeah. First and the third category. The third category is when we are thick, deep in our thoughts. Yeah. And you usually kick in immediately after this. Yeah. After the Ming-Liao Yi-Shi, after the first contact with the outside world, then we go into our own world and start spinning stories.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. mm. Then we paint our whole world. Mm. Oh. So is, is this is the class ending at nine thirty or nine? Nine thirty huh okay. There was one time, I don't know where Supposed to end at nine thirty. Uh, no, Supposed to end at nine. Then I thought it's nine thirty. Yeah. Then keep on talking, talking, talking. Then everybody keep looking at me. <laughs> then until about nine twenty-five, I say, okay, I think we still have five minutes to for Q and A. Anybody have any questions? Then he no, it's Suppose to end at nine. <laughs> okay, so nine thirty. Yeah. Mm, so um, so far, we are looking at the mind consciousness. Yeah, but here and there we have mentioned that the mind consciousness uh, can sometimes have that deluded component. Yeah, the deluded component. Where does the deluded component come from? Mm. Where does the deluded component come from? Yeah, uh, it is this number seven. Mm. So this, this is the number 7 Mana consciousness So it's also translated Yi Wei Ran Wu Yi mm. yeah, Ran Wu yi. So the tainted mind The tainted mind Yi Ji Si Liang So uh, this Yi oh, Mana, it means to be able to weigh, to be able to think and reflect. yeah. 横审思量第八事的见分,为字内我相,所以名为然无异. Uh, so that's, this is quite a long paragraph, huh? let me break it down for you. So, First thing is uh, mana or e uh, or the mind. What is mind? Do you all know what is your mind? Do you all know what is your mind? Ah, the thinking part. Ah. Uh, so, yi, yeah. ji The word mana, it means the, the, the function to to think, to discriminate, to weigh and so on and so forth. Yeah. But what is the problem? Why is it called Wu Yi. In other words, this number seven mana consciousness is actually called the tainted thinking, the tainted thinking, yeah, uh, or polluted thinking, because Yi is Siliang then ran Wu Yi, polluted thinking, tainted thinking, and why? Uh, 因为此事横与我吃,我见,我慢,我爱,是或 mm. So, why? Because this mind itself is always um, connected with four different uh, defilements, four different uh, mental states that clouds it, that causes it to, to become confused. Yeah, what are they? 我吃，我见，我慢，我爱。So let me write it down on another piece of paper and explain. 我吃。Or man and So this is the this war is referring to the self. So <clears throat> delusion view. ego and craving hmm. so this mind which is the number seven mana consciousness has these four uh, different states that is always uh, afflicting it yeah the delusion of a self the view of a self yeah the ego of the self and the craving of the self Yeah, uh, the mind this number 7 uh, all the time Yeah, since beginningless time has this has this problem mm. so in the Yogacara school it, uh, it actually uh, sort of uh, how do I put it in classical teaching all these are inside already yeah it's not that, oh, this school, Yogacara school, suddenly come out of these four things. Uh. In the Buddha's teaching, inside the classical text, these are listed. Uh, but it's not specifically uh, put this put in this place or that place. In the Yogacara school, all this is grouped into number seven. Uh, number seven. So, now, suddenly, we have uh, a, sp- a special component for it. A special name for it uh, mana consciousness mona. and this aspect of the mind or the heart uh, has this quality it is always linked with when we say always, it means that since beginningless time until now doesn't mean that it must continue that way uh. the trouble is that so far it's still like that Yeah, uh, so it still have delusion of a self view of a self Ego, and uh, so th- so here ego sometimes translated as conceit, yeah, conceit. So mm, the second one, second one is what is removed when you attain sotapanna. Yeah, the third one is removed by arahant. Sotapana removed. Arahant removed. Mm. Of course, Arahant remove all of yeah, But specifically, conceit is removed by Arahant. Uh, craving is also removed. Delusion is also removed. Sotapana only removed the view, yeah, the wrong view that there is a self. Yeah, that is permanent, unchanging and that is in control <clears throat> so again some related uh, something related what is the year today? 2017, 2017. so today uh if uh, if I ask you a question and it give you me a, give me an answer and then I take a stick and hit you uh, what will happen? what will happen? I'll get charged huh? <laughs> I will get charged or let's say I don't hit you physically I hit you verbally yeah uh, what will happen you'll feel hurt yeah. Uh, maybe you will not come for class again. Uh, but in the traditional Chinese monastery, uh, when I went for the higher ordination, we were told of this uh, story. They say, a uh, long time ago, wow, you think like you are now so sinang. Actually, uh, even in my time, it's not so sinang. Huh? But they say, so last time there was this uh, time where they have the higher ordination. So when they come for the higher ordination and report, at the gate, there'll be a, a duty monk who will ask, ask you questions. And you'll be tested. If you didn't go, don't give a good answer, you cannot even go in. So the first monk came, or not monk came, eh, are usually already ordained as a novice, but going for higher ordination. So you come forward, then the first Person got asked the question, uh, "Who uh, who sent you here?" Then the person said, uh, "My teacher sent me." Then the person, the instructor monk, "Pia, your teacher sent you. You have your, you have no mind of your own." Oh, sorry. Okay, go in. Second person. Who sent you here? Who saw the first person I come by myself. You have no teacher? Go in. Third person. Who sent you here? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Don't know want, want to receive higher education. Go in. Uh, when I first heard this story I was like huh? (laughs) whatever you say (laughs) so in the traditional Chinese monastery uh, uh, I think not just for monks last I heard that last time uh, devotees who go to the temple frequently anything you do today you do this wrong piak maybe not piak but scolded Then the the master will tell you to do, instead of A, do B. Then next week you come back, you do B, scolded again, ask you to do C. Then third week you come, you do C, scolded again, do A. Then you go back to A, still get scolded. You cannot before. So, 20 years ago, ago, no wonder Buddhism declined. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> recording.
0: <laughs> no. But I'm here not to criticize, I'm here to explain to you why this is done. Uh, we don't have to agree with this method, yeah. but this is part of the background. So you see, a, a distinct feature of the Buddha's teaching is, the, is what we call wu wo. Yeah, no self. In the Western order, some of them were quite uncomfortable with the word no self. They insist that it is not self, not no self. But then in our lineage, it's translated as Wu. Yeah, uh, but there's a there's some reasoning behind it. I will explain later. Yeah, but for now you just take it that it's no self. uh. so. Um, In the Buddha's teaching, he he highlights that in this world, all things are impermanent. And so he asks his student, is it impermanent or permanent? (coughs) Impermanent. Is it subject to change or not subject to change? Subject to change. Something that is like that, is it subject to suffering? Yes. Then if you if you cannot help it but suffer, then and it is always changing without your control, can you consider that as self? as your essence, as who you are? Because if, if this is belonging to you, and this is who you are, you should be able to control it. But Actually, you have no control at all. You have limited control. You, you cannot determine what happens to this I, this self. So how can you say that it belongs to you? Yeah, so from this uh, series of uh, uh, teachings, then distilled down to okay no self. So the Chinese masters are very good, huh? say ah we all have delusion of a self, view of a self, ego of a self, craving of a self. Let's reduce the self. Ah, your ego so big right. Score you in public. Humiliate you in public. Oh. So and then this is connected to the various practices, including doing prostration, yeah, uh, and then doing confession and so on. Huh? you are so so pure, so good. Huh? Uh, then all the repentance puja, since beginningless time. Yeah. You have done so much evil deeds. Yeah, you think you are so good. So this is the the not all the Chinese masters focus in this way, yeah, but some of the lineages they do all that uh, to attack your ego. So this approach in today's society, oh, how it? Wow, you're hurting people's self-esteem. But then, so last time when I was much younger, that's really how I felt. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> You know, out of respect, I was open up before, I just, oh. <laughs> let me tell you all, my encounter, uh, <laughs> but I won't mention which master yeah, but in retrospect I'm actually quite grateful to him for uh, giving me this experience so there was one time I was helping this uh, this master with some computer stuff, Yeah, I was told that he needs some help with his computer so I went there, then I try, 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 try actually a lot of times, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Try, 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 try then After trying for a long time, it still cannot. Then, suddenly, out of the blue, (laughs) he kind of asked me, How? Then uh, then he started (laughs) scrolling. Then, Then after that, next thing you know, he turned around and then he talked to me like nothing happened. In modern society, we call that bipolar.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, like mood, mood swing, no? Extreme mood swing, like one moment, wow, school you until the next moment, like, in, like nothing happened. Or I'm like, <laughs> and then, oh, then, then, someone praised me and thanked me. Uh, uh you are so helpful. Uh, what? Uh, uh. So I so, don't know what happened. Actually, it's not bipolar. Bipolar is uncontrolled. Yeah, if, you, if you have this kind of mood swings, uncontrolled, then it's really bipolar. <laughs> uh, the master didn't have bipolar. So, uh, later on, uh, I think he never tell me about what happened that day. Uh, but he, he told my mother. Yeah, I think he told my mother. Yeah. Uh, so, sometimes the older generation masters uh, I I think I got a feeling they don't do this to everyone also not that they look uh, this one you oh, can bully
1: <laughs>
0: but they see hmm, this one seems quite okay you know if you have a block of wood uh, if if the wood is rotten you don't bother to carve it uh. rotten wood no, don't bother carving it you anyhow carve the whole thing just chapter you know but if you find a, a wood, well, you must, and you want to make sure that it's solid, well, you really hammer it a bit, uh, you know, mm, the sound is correct, uh, then you start to chip away. Yeah. Chip, 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 chip. Then you can come out with something you can, yeah. uh, you can get a, if you get a precious stone from the ground, it is all rough and looks blurred and everything then what must you do? You just say like that. Then it becomes a precious stone. No. You must really rub it. You must use all kinds of things to really polish it. Then r- remove the, the the sharp edges. Then you get a nice gloss. You must go through so much in in many of the teachings, in the masters, and it, I think in, even in the suttas you see such description. Very direct. And you think, well, yeah. So I, I suspect <laughs> I, I I, I'm kind of praising myself. <laughs> I don't know whether it's because he see that I'm I'm good to bully, or maybe he think that I can scout her. Huh? But I like to think that most masters they don't anyhow go and pick on people. Yeah. Uh, so the masters when they do that, one moment scold you, one moment praise you, is to give you give you the kind of different. Um, conditions. Yeah. On one hand, for them to observe whether you are progressing. On the other hand, for you yourself to see. But most of us, someone suddenly scold you, you already, already respond. Oh no, this this master unreasonable. What? Wow, well, have a lot of evil and wholesome thoughts. Not even aware that you are having evil and wholesome thoughts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the,
0: the students even feel that he is having mon- <laughs> menopause uh. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, cannot be that all the masters have menopause uh. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: uh, mm. so as I said not everybody will agree with this approach yeah. and uh, could it be possible that some masters may learn, may receive this way of teaching but may not be adept or skillful in applying it, possible yeah. uh, but over the years, when I look back even as a lay person or as when I was ordained I meet all kinds of different teachers who will teach you in different ways uh, but I'm very grateful that yeah. Yeah. Because uh, last time I used to think that or oh, on the surface you may think, or oh, some some masters may really think I just humiliate you and destroy your ego. But I think the approach can be seen in another way. It is to show you that you still have ego. It's to show you your the part that is that you have to work on. Not so much that just keeps coding you, then your ego, it, there's no more ego. But sometimes it's misinterpreted. So people just keep surprising the display of ego. But that is actually the wrong response to the teaching. Because whenever people, uh, when you encounter, that, you must... Last time I heard one thing. <laughs> if you want to really learn Dharma, don't keep on thinking about right and wrong. Don't think about right and wrong. I tell you what, for me, it's very hard to accept. Sometimes I still cannot accept. I want to fight with the whole world. <laughs> St- occasionally, yeah, okay, okay. Because if you are so concerned with right and wrong, that means you are still concerned with what is happening outside. You are not, not paying attention to what is inside what is more important? Is there right and wrong? Yes, there is right and wrong. Of course there's right and wrong. Otherwise the Buddha, why did the Buddha set 250 rules, 38 rules? If there's no right and wrong, no more rules, or <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Right? The trouble is, if we are so preoccupied with the right and wrong outside, then we forget to quell the right and wrong inside. if you wait until the whole world is alright, then you have peace. You will never have peace. (laughs) You will never have peace. You cannot find peace by trying to make the whole world correct. You cannot. But if you can uh, remove the attachment to right and wrong inside and start working on your own uh, as I shared many years ago at, at NTU, uh, in Buddhism, Whoever give rise to defilements first, you're wrong. But don't don't be mistaken. Uh. it's not that later HK go to take a cab, then the, the cab driver go and so so his head, then he get you know, or maybe telling, then telling like oh then then it suddenly, so-so the head is correct. Sifu is not saying that. Mm. Mm. Regardless of whether outside is right or wrong, as far as cultivation is concerned, the moment if you have farmers, then you have lost it. Think about it. Have, have, have you ever encountered injustice? All of us have. But have you encountered the injustice where your life is at stake? Very few of us the Buddha had his cousin try to kill him No, <laughs> his cousin didn't, not once but a few times You know, if you want to talk about injustice, he should be suing his cousin, uh, bring him to court oh, Devadatta oh, I charge you, uh, you try to kill me with a border, uh, you try to get Nagagili to come and charge at me yeah, the elephant but did the Buddha do all that? Surely the Buddha knows what is right and wrong, yeah, but the Buddha remained calm and, in fact, have deep compassion for the cousin. Doesn't change the fact that the cousin was doing something evil. Yeah, the Buddha, they comment, that that is very foolish of him. You know, that he has done something that is fruitless, yeah, not fruitful, yeah, unwholesome, evil, unwholesome act, uh, but he has gone beyond the right and wrong. Then he can look at right and wrong carefully. As long as you are so, oh, oh. yeah, why? Because we are concerned about whether we suffer from the right and wrong, the, the ego, the attachment. So after all these years, when I think about the traditional approach, um, I start to appreciate that. Wow, those those masters who do this are uh, they're very compassionate. Because think about it, in front of everybody, <coughs> one monk suddenly, or, or none for that matter, oh, I, school, school, school. Caveat, uh, disclaimer. Maybe among so many masters, maybe some of them really, you know, like, <laughs> bad <mood. laughs> Maybe, okay, maybe. But how about those who are not acting out of bad mood? Why should they, you know, display so much anger in front of everybody? If they really do actually don't have anger, then why should they do that? So to me, when I over the years I start, those masters who do that, wow, so much compassion. Why? Because for some people, they, they really need that that approach to wake them up. Then, but what is the risk? The risk is that everybody see, oh, this this master no cultivation. Easier if the master just Amitabha, everything Amitable. yeah. But I don't see that those who Amitabha is is bad masters. Huh? At some point, I, I see these two groups very differently. Last time I see those who anything no, the whole center like chaos. Huh? Amitabha. Last time when I was a young in my twenties I mean, before I ordained, wow, what kind of center is this? <laughs> I will really stand up and <laughs> start to. <laughs> then later, after all this years, I think, this this master at this point in time uh, could be, could be, as I said, some really buchan Okay? <laughs> but some maybe he's now focused on quelling his own defilements. So not to put on the show, oh I have cultivation, but really working on his own cultivation. Uh, or sometimes, look at the situation. All these students cannot score. No matter how you score, either run away or cannot change. So, ah, me too. Far. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. My late ordination teacher. Last time he he once said. That when he when he initially have students, oh, he would score them. He see a mistake, he score them. He'd See a mistake, score them. Then after all these years, he says, now I I not if I score one one take leave, bye bye, go one more one more, bye bye, and go away. Then I, now I don't scold anyone. <laughs> That's <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. So all because of this number 7 mana consciousness. Yeah. This four, Delusion yeah. of the eye, view of the eye or self, uh, ego or conceit and craving of the eye. And these are four different aspects of delusion or, or defilements, yeah, that clouds us, clouds our mind, tains the mind. Yeah, and the mind is connected with and you know, enveloped it. Mm. And then from this, hung yeah. the So here uh, I will explain in more detail this Tian because as opposed to then there's a but for now you can see that refers to the eight consciousness itself yeah, the the coming seeds itself yeah. so uh, this part may be a bit abstract because in uh, the Mahana Sangraha it says that without the Buddha's uh, discourse we don't know what is Alaya consciousness but here it says that the mind itself, the minor is always attached to the alaya consciousness that sits as self. As attachment. Yeah? Attached to it as self. In other words, our karma, our identity. Yeah? But we are, before we attend this class, we don't even know there's alaya, Yeah, So, what's going on? Yeah. In brief, for now, uh, it is that it is the uh, almost what we can call innate, yeah, innate that grasping that exists. Yeah. We grasp on to the the concept that there's uh an essence within us. You know. For now we can look at it that way. Yeah, yeah as the our essence, as our uh, our as who we are. You know. Yeah, that's why it's called the Tainted, uh, the tainted Mind. Oh, mm. So next week when we come back, we look at yeah, So then, in terms of this uh, mind itself, there's three different stages of phases. Yeah, uh, spanning from when we are still uh, unenlightened all the way through, when we attain Buddhahood, oh, different different stages. Okay. So, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I cannot I, I cannot rule out the possibility that some of the people that we meet are going through menopause or having a having bad mood yeah uh, but what we can control is our side. We can interpret an- anybody who whom we encounter and who is being uh, rude to us we can interpret that as "Oh, this person bad rude. this person is unreasonable. we can it's our right you can interpret the world in whatever way you want. but if you interpret this way then it's that person's fault. Then what do you get? Then you, you get one word, unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> that means you sway along while you encounter him. Then what, what do you get? Besides that, nothing. You don't gain anything from this. In the Tibetan school and I think in various schools have this mindset, if you if you see the person as your teacher, then it doesn't matter whether the person is your teacher. If you see the person as the Buddha, as a Guru, doesn't matter whether but the person's intent is evil, you can still benefit from the interaction. You can still benefit. Yeah. Uh, so if you uh, go to work, you encounter somebody who is unreasonable. Uh, first, don't don't indeed jump to the conclusion. I see, uh, this person. Every time you encounter this person, uh, uh, but consider. Uh, if this person happened to be a guru, yeah, uh, then how would I interpret this encounter? What can I learn from this encounter? After you have finished your learning, uh, then deal with the Ah, uh, Separate these two things. Okay? Uh, so if you encounter a cab driver who is so-so ahead, uh, then you can... You can maybe. <laughs> I don't know how to interpret that. i uh, uh, leave you to go and interpret. Uh, uh, maybe you can consider. Uh, how, how to consider this? Uh. It's, called it's called a mongrel's
2: case, maybe, right? <laughs> huh? Yeah, it's only a mongrel's case. I'm so <laughs> uh. still attractive. I don't know
1: why it works this time. Like, uh, okay, okay, okay. uh, if uh, there's a
0: guy in a
2: different
0: case, it will be like. So, should still, should still call the cops. Uh? It can still call the cops, no problem.
2: Even buses also have, like, you know, if you get blessed, uh, please tell somebody or the no one. Yeah. (laughs)
0: They have the advert. Safe safety Yeah, yeah, safe (laughs) city. Don't. uh, Jokes aside, uh, don't ever let anybody, anyhow, social your head, okay? (laughs) HK also cannot, anyhow, (laughs) let (laughs)
1: people
0: Yeah, but other than the social, the head, uh, if you meet someone who is unreasonable and so on, uh, you have a choice, whether you are lucky or unlucky. 愿消散让诸烦恼。愿消散让诸烦恼。愿消散让。愿得智慧真明了。愿得智慧真明了。不愿罪障惜消除。不愿罪障惜消除。世事双新菩萨多。世事双新菩萨多。Again, may be guarded and protected by the Buddha, Dharma, and the Sangha. And as always, quite quiet. See you all next week.